welcome to Count Creepy Head Saturday Morning Monster Mash. Blah! <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to episode 18 of Count Creepyhead's Saturday Morning Monster Mesh. We did it. We beat the goal we set for ourselves to make it to 18 episodes. Bleh! I live in coffin! Bleh. <laughs> Not really. I just don't know what to say every time we have an episode. Mike, you've got a ton of episodes on your podcast. Is 18 a benchmark? <laughs> um, You know, it could be, yeah. I mean, especially if you didn't think it was going to go that long. 18, the lucky 18. That's right. Everybody's sort of favorite number. That's two semesters of school, kind of. Yeah. 18 That's weeks. how many toes the average Walmart shopper has. That's right. This is true. Good old Walmart. Uh, this week, we are going to talk about Beetlejuice toys and birthday parties at places like Chuck E. Cheese and arcades and things like that, along with other crap. It's kind of a potpourri episode. There's no real themes. We're just going to talk like idiots, have some fun, reminisce, and then get out of your lives. We're the cheap date that just requires cereal and toys. Yep. Perfect. Mmm, cereal toy date. Mmm, that's right. My wife is listening. That's all I need. You don't need to take me a fancy dinner on our anniversary this week. Just buy me a box of cereal and some toys. I'm good to go. Guys, show and tell time. Anybody get anything cool? I got too much. <laughs> I got a couple of things. Not too much, but a couple of things. Josh, why don't, why don't you go first? Uh, you know, I'll start with the unexpected. I, I completely on a whim uh, walked into Target the other day and I saw the new Spin Master League of Legends figures. I just saw those today. And while I don't care about League of Legends or really know anything about it at all, uh, I picked up the weird skull guy. I think his name is Thrash. Yeah. Uh, he's like partially translucent green. And I, I got to say... He's a really fun toy. He's well made. Uh, his sculpting is beautiful. The paintwork is fantastic. I'm a little surprised the head is painted and not translucent plastic to uh, utilize kind of a light pipe. Mm -hmm. But that being said, all, all of my nitpicks with it are entirely because I'm a spoiled toy person. <laughs> like... Uh, yeah, I kind of wish the head were on a ball joint, but because of the way it sits on the neck over top of the collar, it doesn't really matter because posing it other ways would kind of look silly. How's so, the uh, articulation? Articulation is fantastic. The like the only articulation drawback is the neck is a uh, classic uh, peg joint. That's fine. Yeah, like you said, you know, um, it, does it need it? Sure, the, but it's fine without it. All of the drapings are really, really nice, kind of soft plastic that isn't too rubbery, but is rigid enough to hold its shape, but not get in the way at all. Yep. Uh, and there's some really, really intricate, weird, like, skull bone detail on the back. It almost looks like a skull face hugger uh, is the thing wrapping his weird armor around him. 
Is that the sound awesome? Are those tendrils cool? The tendrils are really cool. The uh, the main big tendril that he comes with connects the scythe to the lantern thing that he holds, which, according to the box, uh, he traps the souls of his victims in his lantern for eternity. I love it. So, so I assume, you know, he uses his scythe and kills them and they get trapped in the lantern and that's why they're connected. But, uh, you know, based on the limited information I have about him, like, I feel like that's enough. Yeah, it seems like it's just a cool villain toy. It really yeah. is. I, I can't, uh, he reminds me of, uh, oh, I'm like, uh, Hellspont from Wildcats. Oh, yeah. I had that it's, original toy back in the day. Like, if you if you cross Hellspawn with the Skeleton Warriors, this would be the end result. Hilariously, nice. both Playmates toy lines. You guys, man, I remember those uh, Wildcats Wild toys. I was going to say Youngblood. Um, oh, man, that, that Daemonite <laughs> figure was just one of my go-to monsters. Yep. The Daemonite. I loved Hellspawn, but he, he came with that awesome blue fireball. Yeah, that, oh, so good. You know, it was like you thought he could hold it in his hand and he couldn't. It yeah. would just kind of sit on top of the fingers. Yeah, I made him. Rip claw. I use poster tack. This is before I kind of understood the ins and outs of like boiling plastic, because that's what I would do now. I just splay the fingers out and plop it in there and glue it down. But um, yeah, the, the demonite's great figure. I use the demonite as the uh weird minion from the gate i could see oh that. yeah he uh, totally looks like it i just love those gate monsters whatever those things were the little like trawl logs but yeah. um yeah wildcats man but yeah i gotta say it's uh overall uh thrash pretty sure it's thrash league of legends figure uh two thumbs up if there are any other cool monsters from this line this is enough to sell me on them uh, I saw he, today there's the three and three quarter scale figures. There was like a girl character. I don't know anything about League of Legends. Yeah, apparently then, there are only like three or four single carded three and three fourth inch right now. Yeah, they all had first edition stickers on them, like a marketing gimmick. And then there was a bigger knight to go with Thrasher. Who was like, yeah, I, I almost. Uh, I, I think I mentioned this to Mike separately last night when I mentioned that I picked him up. Um, it almost feels like the six-inch figures are meant to be the bigger monster or bulk, bulkier characters mm-hmm. yeah. to fit in with the three and three-fourth inch. Because while the knight is big, he doesn't necessarily look so big that he's out of scale with those three and three-fourth inch. He just looks huge in comparison. Yeah. Uh, and equally, I imagine Thrash would have to be, or would be really cool towering over three and three fourths inch. So, yeah, I, I kind of like that boss figure. Uh, so yeah, I I got to applaud it as a toy. It's a good toy, and it feels solid. Like it feels like you can bash it around, and it's not going to hurt the articulation. Good. Also, a good price point considering how much things have gone up lately with uh, Marvel Legends in particular. With yeah, the price for, point uh, kind of creeping up. For $19.99, this is some amazing sculpt work on a really cool monster character. And great articulation. 
Cool. Uh, and, you know, the paintwork isn't, there's not a ton there, but what is there is incredibly well done. Does uh, it like need it, a ton of paintwork? No, it definitely doesn't. Yeah. But he, uh, specifically, he has a, a set of keys hanging from his armor that are just sculpted on. But each individual key is painted like a little bright green. And they're painted I, really well. There's like no overslop and it's very precise. I nice. saw that today and it stood out because he's all black with a little bit of wash and there's these bright green keys. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Uh, and if you look really closely, the um, there's a lot of very subtle, glossy, dark gray trim to break up the black. Cool. So it like under different lighting conditions, he does look fairly different. Uh, yeah, he was, he's really, he's the standout for me because he was unexpected. As soon it as was, I, oh, you go ahead, I'm sorry, cut you off. I was just going to say, it was one of those cases where, like, I saw a cool monster on the shelf that I knew nothing about whatsoever and was just like, huh, that looks pretty cool. I think I'm going to get that. See, I kind of miss those days, though, for shopping for toys where, you walk into a toy aisle and see a, see a property you know nothing of, but it grabs you. You know, yeah. it used to happen all the time in the 80s, but, you know, <laughs> it's, as we've gotten older, everything is based on something that usually we already know about. Yeah, exactly. And that's I think that's part of why he's as exciting as he is to me. Yeah, I can see that. Thank because God for it, video games we don't play. Yeah, right? because it, it feels like... Uh, <laughs> It definitely feels like one of those situations. Like, he feels like... And this is nothing against League of Legends, if any of any of our listener base plays it. Uh, he feels like he should be from, like, almost a knockoff He-Man line. Right. Yeah. Like he's, yeah. You'd see him be the villain for a bunch of barbarian warrior characters. Yeah. Mike, have you ever and played it? I mean, you're a go-to video game guy. I have not, actually. Um, it's one of those games I've heard a lot about, but never any like real detail about the gameplay. I've just heard a lot of people talking about, you know, having fun with it. It's most of these games where it's like, um, you know, the the online multiplayer games that where that's like the basis for your game aren't my go to. I, I prefer games that I can play by myself if I want to or I can play with friends. So yeah. when it's like I have to log into a server and and play with a bunch of other people, I usually don't go for it, especially when it's a competitive game. Uh, something like World of Warcraft or like um, I know a lot of people are playing that. What is it? New World, the new MMO that just came out. Mm -hmm. um, stuff like that I can get into because you can still go do your own thing. But where it's like like Fortnite, where it's like if you want to play it, you're competing with others. That is not my bag. You know, it's funny, I, knowing really nothing about it, I had a moment after I bought it where I kind of was like, do, do I know that game? Do I have any familiarity with that game? <laughs> and I looked it up and saw someone, saw it described in an article as uh, League of Overwatch Fortnite. Yeah. And that was enough for me to be like, okay, yeah, I don't need to know anymore. <laughs> And that's the thing, like, I, I, oh, oh, Fortnite, like I said before, I love the designs. I absolutely love the designs. I buy the toys. Um, Overwatch was the same thing. I bought a bunch of the Hasbro Overwatch figures. I love the character designs. I have no desire to play it. 
And I did see when I was looking it up, apparently there is, I don't know if it's hitting stores or if it was like an online early release, mm-hmm. but they did do a five pack of three and three fourth inch figures for this League of Legends line. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's got like one of the uh, one of the current releases, the not Harley Quinn girl. Uh, a steampunk girl in a top hat Mm -hmm. but also it's got a really really cool looking almost very classic dwarf like he's got really big nose and exaggerated features and it just it looks like a cool three and three fourth inch dwarf figure oh no that sounds fun and it's I'll see if I can find a picture while I'm while I'm talking about the uh, my only other real notable purchase, which was the studio series Slug. Is it Slug or Slag? I don't know what his name is anymore. The uh, the Triceratops the studio series Triceratops. I yep. want that so bad. Um, he's he's damn near perfect. He is in the exact same way as the vintage figure. He is slightly more fiddly than Grimlock because you do have to, you have all that stuff hanging from his back that just isn't as solid as a giant T-Rex head. Right. Um, But it does all lock in surprisingly well. Uh, His transformation is well different, surprisingly similar to his vintage one. Uh, While also adding in an articulated Triceratops jaw so you can give him sort of a derpy little open mouth and uh, and it kind of looks like he's Saying, <laughs> uh, Josh, while it's on your mind, before we forget, do you still have your Wildcats figures? Like, do they hold up? Uh, I might still have the Demonite somewhere. I haven't seen it in a long time. I know I don't have Hellspawn because at one point I, uh, I decided that I needed his, his face to come off. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I removed it like I made his face removable. Uh so when he was defeated they could just find his face lying there. <laughs> and uh yeah, that was the, the the eventually that took its toll on him. Um All right, well so while well, Josh is looking up some pictures, yeah. I didn't get as much as Mike. I am already guessing. I got my breaker with motorcycle set from um, oh classified the, the GI Joe classified series. Oh, Not how as is cool that? as man. So it's awesome. I love breaker. The problem is with the Gatling gun. So mm-hmm. the plastic is a little fragile with the Gatling gun. It spins at the base where the Gatling gun connects to like the bigger part of the gun, mm-hmm. and there's some sort of like plastic flashing on it. And it catches as you're trying to turn it, and that ah. twists it which then bends it. So I had to boil it and straighten it out and just made a mental note to not move it. Um, but then it doesn't make sense to me why Breaker would have a giant Gatling gun. Okay. Like, I can maybe understand why he'd be on the motorcycle. I had it as a kid, so I was like, I want this for Breaker on the motorcycle. So I had to dig through my stuff to find a weapon, and I really didn't have anything that worked. So I was at Dollar Tree with my wife, and I just kind of rolled the dice on some of their figures that come with the oversized machine guns. Mm-hmm. And they actually work really well. Oh, nice. Um, so I finally kind of like took the gamble on that to see if they look good. So I have a good non-nerf looking machine gun with breaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything else that I got this week was 
taking advantage of the Target and GameStop sales that are going on, which is Target's got spend 100, save 25, and spend 50 and save 10, uh, their red app. But the problem I'm running into now is that there's nothing on stock online that I want that I didn't pre-order already. Yeah. Um, and I go into stores, so I'm trying to like do a mix of getting stuff for my daughter. And if I have anything left over, oh, I'll get this Marvel Legends that I want or Transformer. And I just haven't found the right mix in a store yet where the more you spend, the more value you're going to get. So I'm trying to get to $100. And right. it just hasn't worked out yet. I had my... All but one figure from my Age of Apocalypse wave canceled by Target. I had it pre-ordered from them the last time they had one of these coupons. Um, they sent me an email and said, like, the date's going to be pushed back drastically. Is that okay? And I never read it. I never said okay, so they just went ahead and canceled it. Oh. GameStop, I had my cart filled up. And yesterday it was kind of like birthday central at the house. So I was like, I'll go back and order it later on and now GameStop's down because they get uh terms of service crashes with people trying to get the playstation 5s and switches mm -hmm. so it's constantly down you just have to check and get lucky um having said that i think i can get to 100 dollars on gamestop not gamestop target.com if i get like the crab tank megatrons on sale and mix it with like lol and some other stuff i'm kind of hoping that i run into like the new wave of Masters of the Universe or something that's not the Eternals Marvel Legends figures because I think they look like crap. Um, oh, man, yeah. and there are so many of them. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm not a fan. I, I will say, like, I think I think the faces on them look pretty fantastic. I think the it's definitely, especially the Selma Hayek and Angelina Jolie. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, I think they, those look hands down the best. My problem is just they 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 don't look toyetic. Yeah. No. And they're really gambling because like I took a chance on the Shang Chi figures mostly because they had to build a figure that wasn't movie related. It was Mister Hyde, like the comic figure. But yeah. usually, if it's a new property, they'll do like a fifty fifty wave of like there's Wolverine and Iron Man and Spider Man, and here's a few characters from the movie. This is all the movie, every yeah. single figure. And the only character that would be like a comic book figure, they have one of the, the in the, the Eternals, like there's a Kirby giant Galactus dude with a bunch of eyes. Uh, mm -hmm. Maurice would definitely know the name. I don't. But that to me would be like the build a figure. He's, uh, I know he's the Celestial Judge. One, yeah, one of the Celestials. That's it. I'm sorry. Um, that to me is something that I would buy. But I'm kind of torn because they're $23 now. They're not 19 And the Shang-Chi figures went on clearance super quick. Yeah. So it's like, uh, if I spend full price now, I'm going to be super pissed that in a week from now, I walk into a Target and they're five ninety nine. You know, and it's like, I don't know these characters. They don't look anything like their comic book counterparts. I don't know. So I'm going to wait. I've done this before on Legends Waves and kind of just through, you know, after months yeah. and months of hunting, I find them. Keeps it interesting. I have no connection to the Eternals other than their Kirby characters. That's it. That's all I like about them visually. Um, I'll see the movie. Maybe I'll love it. I don't know. But um, this could also be like a Thor Dark World scenario where I hate it and I want nothing to do with the merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think anything can, can be quite that bad in the MCU. But... Um, 
Oh, let me just, speaking of things that are really bad, let me jump backwards really quick because there is something I forgot to mention. Uh, Studio Series Slug comes with, quote-unquote, Daniel Witwicky in his power suit. Is that the same one that comes with Bumblebee? I don't know because I don't have that one. But it, I'm. It's got like I'm, one point of articulation. There's a little flap on his butt that folds up and down. You know what? I would. No. But I would okay. take that one over this one. Let me tell you. This one is. If you thought Wheelie was a preposed piece of shit with Grimlock, mm-hmm. um, let me tell you, this Daniel Wiki makes it look like freaking gold. <laughs> Isn't it just like the same mold, but. It's it's like, it looks like it is basically the same mold. He's in a very similar position. Yeah. He has the same gimmick. He doesn't transform at all. The joints are so tight that you feel like you're going to snap the arms when you move it. Uh the helmet is a solid colored plastic even though I haven't taken him apart to see if there is a head sculpt underneath. But all of the art shows there being like a clear dome and a head underneath. Mhm. But it's just a solid white dome. It's just... I wouldn't even say throw it in your accessory bin for parts. Just throw it out. (laughs) It makes makes me angry that it exists when there are at least three other Daniel Witwicky molds that I'm positive they still have access to that I'm positive would have fit that price point. Or further to the point, do you really need Daniel Witwicky? No, no, but I get that they were really clamoring for that. Well, I, I get the play pattern they're going for. They want each of the, they want each of the Dinobots to have like a smaller character to ride on them, Mm -hmm. which is a cool play pattern, but the figures suck. So I like the idea, but I hate the execution. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of the old TMNT, like, you know, uh, sidekick characters. It'd be great if they weren't Transformers. Right. Yeah. Or, you know, what they always do with Grimlock, give him the butler outfit and the helmet. Although, I guess there isn't really that many episode-specific accessories for um, for Slag, but, yeah. It is what it is. Mike? <laughs> Oh, I got too much. Well, first and foremost, I got three of the new uh, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe toys. I got oh. He-Man, Skeletor, and Trapjaw. I got those two. I forgot to mention it, but I will let you describe them in beautiful, glorious detail because my <laughs> points are probably the exact same points as yours. I I mean, I absolutely love these toys, and they are toys. Like, that's... I didn't realize how much I missed like actual toys until I had these in my hands. Um, because as, I mean, any collector knows like a lot of the, the toy market right now is trying to cater to both like adult collectors and kids. So a lot of times we end up with somewhat fragile figures. I mean, well, NECA and McFarlane are notorious for that NECA more so than McFarlane, but you know, you have these great looking figures that you're afraid to move wrong because if you do, they might break. Um, I feel that way with the Star Wars Vintage Collection right now. I feel like this is the first time Hasbro has put out three and three fourth inch figures where I feel like they're going to break if I move them wrong. And uh, 
it's just I feel like the industry is moving in that direction of like, oh, pose this on your shelf and leave it there. These guys are meant to be bashed around. Their their action feature is like it's the power punch that's been upgraded. <laughs> it's like a ball joint power punch. Yep. Yeah, their action feature is bash these into each other. Yes. Yep. Yes. And I freaking love it. Um, I love trap jaw. Like, yeah, the, the shoulder armor gets a little bit in the way of the articulation, but I love the fact that you can use him to like pick up the other figures and throw them. Uh, I love his little fireball launching thing with the power punch. Cause it's just, it wildly fires <laughs> and like trying to get it to, to fire where you want it is just like, it's complete chaos. So just screw it and have fun. Man, I opening him up, you kind of he's got a little bit of assembly acquired because you have to snap the claw into the stump, the trap jaw stump, the classic. And once it's in there, it's not coming out. But you also get the impression that these could be changed at any time. They could have like his chainsaw or a gun or whatever. Yeah, oh, but I'm yeah. playing with it. And I, I just couldn't help but thinking like if this had a spring in it to make it open and close and yep. some string, he could have the coolest grappling hook action feature ever and i would go nuts like having him hang off of shelves and stuff yep um carry on well it's just i i'm really impressed by him and at 10 bucks like the price point is perfect for this type of a toy like yeah the paint apps are are very limited uh the articulation as we've said before is very limited but my only complaint with the articulation seriously the only thing i feel like it's missing is I wish the shoulders were ball jointed because they look like they are. Yeah, and that they keeps do. throwing me off. <laughs> like I keep wanting to like bend He-Man's arms like outward, and I'm like, oh wait, can't, I can't do that. <laughs> so thankfully, the plastic is so hard on them that you mm-hmm. try it once, and you're like, it ain't going, and you're not going to put any more effort into it. If it's a little bit softer, you might put a little more effort into it and break the arm right off. Yep. Um, but for the most part, these guys are like rock solid, hard plastic because they're meant to be beating each other up. Yep. I mean, these are the type of toys like, well, I mean, the vintage Masters of the Universe toys, like they were the same way. Yep. These are the type of toys you expect kids to like be throwing across their room, you know, knocking them off their dresser onto the floor, like tumbling down the stairs. Like they're meant to be played with. And I, I can't stress that part enough because not only do they look amazing. Like the designs are really cool. If if you like the new Masters designs, you're gonna love this because they look they look perfect. You know, um, I'm, oh, go I'm gonna chime in for a second, go out on a limb here, and say they have the power. They do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they absolutely do, and it just makes me really excited for what's coming. I know we'll we'll get to that with the news, but I'm I'm just really excited for this line now. Now that I've actually, you know, had the figures in my hands for a while and was able to play around with them, I'm not going to say I'm going to go all in because I'm still kind of all in on Origins and I don't know if I want to con- collect two simultaneous He-Man lines. Um, but from what I've seen coming down the pipeline, uh, I, yeah. the, fig- <laughs> the figures, I'm probably going to get all the figures. <laughs> the vehicles I'm tempted by, but we'll see. Um, but man, I, I've like, I've been playing with them. I literally have been having them beat the crap out of each other on my desk and like throw each other off <laughs> like down to the floor. It's, it's just too much fun. So having I, I trap can't... jaw hold somebody above his head yep. is the best thing ever. 
Well, and that, and you can still kind of activate his power punch so he can kind of fling him. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great. <laughs> Poor He Man has just been getting double teamed by uh, <laughs> Skeletor and Trapjaw. They've been Eiffel Towering him all week because he's got no backup. They didn't. Right? That Man at Arms figure is just missing in action. Yeah, I want to find him because I don't know if you guys saw the Pixel Dan review of him, but um, yeah, the 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 big hammer he has doesn't offset his balance at all. And I'm like, that's cool. That's cool that he's he's posed in such a way that he can still stand and hold that giant accessory up. And, you know, it just looks fun using that uh, action feature to bash people in the head with the giant mace. Stupid Pixel Dan with his tens of thousands of listeners and free stuff from Mattel <laughs> and his encyclopedic knowledge of Masters of the Universe. <laughs> Years of hard work that he's put in to get free toys. Screw you, Dan. <laughs> and I can't wait for your upcoming Ninja Turtles book. Yeah, I know, we need it. Which one is awesome. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, again, I absolutely love these. But speaking of Masters of the Universe, I also bought the Target-exclusive uh, Faker from Revelations. Now, I almost didn't buy it. I had it in my hands. I'm looking at it. I checked the price. I'm like, 32 bucks. Ah, I can't justify this. And then I remembered what Josh said about check the Target app, and uh, if it's $19.99, have them price match. So I brought it up to the front counter and was like, hey, it says on your website this is 20 bucks. Can you price match? They're like, yeah, sure. I'm like, sweet. For 20 bucks, <laughs> it's a good figure. Um, it's, it, I mean, the extra accessories are cool, but really I'm going to have him looking like Terminator Faker with the, the, yeah. the robot head. And... Um, it's it's really cool, like posing him side by side with with He-Man and Skeletor. Like I I really do like the figure, but not for thirty two bucks. So I can't I can't say that he's worth the full price. But you know I would even say like like you said, Josh, twenty four ninety nine. I would say that that was worth it just for the extra armor and the extra heads. But anything over that's pushing it. Yeah, I don't understand their their pricing choice on that one. Yeah, but it's a solid figure. It's I'm still like, I really don't have anything to complain about with the Revelations figures. I, I do really like them. They're fun toys, but they're not as exciting to me as the He-Man and the Masters of the Universe figures, because those ones just bring me back to childhood. So I, I if I'm going to collect one extra line past Origins, it's probably going to be the, the the more kid toyetic ones. Um, and I also got, uh, the vintage collection Beskar armor Mandalorian, the one with the jetpack. Ah, great figure. Oh my God. I pre-ordered him ages ago and just, it just never showed up. And then I got a, uh, uh, email the other day from pulse and they were like, your figure has been delivered. I'm like, wait, what? Like I never even got a, it's on its way or it's been processed. <laughs> it just was like. It's been delivered, and I, I went and checked the front porch, and there it was. I'm like, well, look at that. So, really fun. Hasbro knows. You know, yeah. it's funny you mentioned deliveries. So, I had like a thousand unread emails in my Yahoo account. I just didn't bother with it. So, my Sentinel has been delayed indefinitely. Like, I got oh. an official email from Hasbro saying, like, we don't, we hate to do this, but we can't guarantee when it's going to come. Like, as soon as it gets to us, you're going to get it. So I was like, all right, that's fine. Because I don't have anywhere to put the damn thing. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I trust that I'm going to get it, so I'm not going to like lose sleep. And then on the other side of the coin, I finally got an update from Mezco that Conan is shipping. Holy crap! So, and I was like, whoa, <laughs> this is great. After um, how long? Was over a year? Two years. Two years, Jesus. Been pre-order for two years. Uh, <laughs> but basically, they're saying, like, just make sure your address is up to date because it's been so long. And I was like, oh, my God, thank you. Um, <laughs> I just hope I don't become, like, addicted to 112 collective stuff. But Yeah, well, like I said, they're nice figures, but... for the price it's i feel like that's a cherry pick line that's one of those ones if you see a character that you just have to have you know that's the time to buy it but other than that like i i couldn't collect that line it's too it's too much money for zeta conan was pretty much the one that i was like i cannot say no to this i have to have this everything else it's like somebody else did it i'm fine with their version like i don't need Jason, thank you, but NECA's done it. McFarlane's done it. Everybody's done it, Jason. I'm good. Um, so, like, you can take your $275 and <laughs> that, take that it, Jason, wait for two years or <laughs> something else. That Jason is the only one that has tempted me into almost pulling the trigger um, because it's specifically Friday the 13th Part 3, Jason. And that's one of my, one of my favorite Jasons. And... I had already played around with a, a 112 collective figure to kind of see what they're like. And imagining that Jason with that articulation, I really wanted it, but I didn't $125 want it. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm fine with my NECA ones. <laughs> Go ahead. Just, yeah. So Mike, what else did you get? Uh, I also got the medieval spawn uh, from Mortal Kombat 11. Uh. Um, now, it's funny because I had a gift card that I completely forgot about. It was in my wallet. Uh, I had an Amazon gift card. And I'm cleaning up my wallet. And I was like, holy crap. Like, I've had this for months and I totally forgot about it. So let me go on Amazon and see what I want. So I bought a few <laughs> more uh, Halloween decorations for my house and like the little cardboard cutout ones. And I'm like, oh, they got Medieval Spawn. Yeah, I'm going to get him. And then I ended up buying several Fortnite figures as well. I got, so the Medieval Spawn is great. Uh, Very much like the first MK11 Spawn. It's just fun articulation. Like, he he poses perfectly. He doesn't feel fragile. And he has those cool, like, uh, necroplasm green bolts that he holds in his hands. Those, that looks really cool. The paint's really nice on him. Like, I got no complaints. It's it's a solid figure. For 20 bucks, it's well worth it. Um, and, well, in this case, free was, was awesome. <laughs> but the Fortnite figures I got, I bought the Ripley vending machine. So it's the, the water dude that Josh has. Yep. With, uh, he's a lot of fun. A little three and three-fourth inch guy. Then I got Tempest, which is like this translucent purple robot looking dude. Oh, um, I've almost bought him a bunch of times. He's cool. And the Amazon one they had, he came with a glider. So he's got the, it's like a pack-in, um, like where they have the, the two separate packages like bound together. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's Tempest with the uh, purple glider. And then I got Ruckus, the uh, like weird freaking post-apocalyptic dreadnought looking guy <laughs> with yep. the gas mask and the blue hair. And they are a lot of fun. Like, I know I, I've said on the show before how much I enjoy the three and three fourth inch Fortnite figures. 
But man, I was I was having a blast playing with those three. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's it was a heavy week. There was a lot of stuff that I, that I got. So next week will probably be much lighter. <laughs> probably. Probably. Yeah. Yes. Don't say that too much because you get cursed and then you just, you know, you'll walk into a store and it's like, oh, crap. Yeah, because let's, uh, let's be honest. If I see Galvatron or Slug, I'm, I'm, they're coming home with me. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at that medieval spawn and I kept thinking that, like, I would buy this, take the plasma off of this one and give it to the other spawn and take the axe from that other spawn and give it mm-hmm. to the medieval spawn. But then I was thinking, like, of course, the minute I bought this, McFarlane's going to show off the medieval spawn figure that's coming out. And I'd be like, ah, oh, great. Yep. You know, so I'm just going to wait and bide my time because I want that ridiculous sword that the original medieval spawn came with. It has, you know, it's total McFarland spikes with no purpose kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope they do it. And I hope, you know, he's got like a spinning shield and all that craziness. Oh, I absolutely want like a traditional, like actual medieval spawn with the, like the split helmet that he always had, like you know the big, yep. uh, the yeah. big like metal wings on it. I want that one, but I've loved the uh, the MK11 design ever since he came out in Mortal Kombat 11. Like I played a lot of Spawn in that game, and um, I my go to costume is very similar to the one that they released as the toy. My, my color scheme is slightly different, but I love the, medie- the medieval look. So I was happy oh. to grab him. <laughs> um, so once again, guys, I have had trouble finding anybody who wants to sponsor the show. So I kind of called back old accounts to see if anybody wanted to come back. Um, and I found that the only person who would answer my call um, is Warner Herzog. And he rambled on and on and on, as he usually does, about fish and existential dread and chickens and everything else. But then I mentioned that, you know, we have this classic American holiday coming up, Halloween. And uh, if he had any thoughts on it, if he had made some sort of documentary that I never knew about. And... He just kept going and going after I mentioned it. So I said, hey, why don't you come on? You got something to shill, something to sell. You have thoughts about Halloween, Halloween candy, children, how much you hate them, whatever. Uh, Why don't you come on and talk to us? (laughs) And I think he agreed, but he's just been quietly listening this whole time, uh, breathing heavy into my headset. So if you guys want to give him a little, (laughs) little listen... Uh, hopefully he's awake and uh, he wants to talk to everybody about safe alternatives for Halloween candy for children. So uh, sit back, relax, and we will be right back after a word from our friend and yours, Werner Herzog. Oh, would you listen to that? The grandfather clock has struck 13. We all know what that means here in Castle Herzog. It's time for the Halloween spirits to arise. Here at Castle Herzog, we don't believe in traditional Halloween candies. We believe in tricks for your treats. So come on down and see if perhaps you can get a handful of roasted water chestnuts soaked in soy sauce. Or perhaps a handful of caramelized onions. It's much sweeter than chocolate because it speaks to your soul. 
it will fill you with joy and a little bit of acidity for they haven't been properly caramelized because my chef is an idiot. Nonetheless, you can come select a very, very wide selection of treats. There's also a peanut butter cup that reminds you of the joy of childhood when you unwrapped the toy for the first time, smelled the plastic smell, felt the fleeting joy, and played with it to your heart's content. The peanut butter inside is very smooth. <laughs> oh, uh. oh my god the peanut butter inside is very smooth <laughs> oh Werner oh lord almighty <laughs> it's always funny I want to try those caramelized onions <laughs> I know it kind of made me hungry you guys ever uh, had water chestnuts oh yeah Yep. I think they're the most disgusting thing in the world. Oh, really? I kind of like them. I, I don't know why. It's just like this wet, soggy nut. <laughs> like just, I find it very gross. Mm, soggy nuts. <laughs> oh, yeah, soggy nuts. <sighs> it's one of those yep. things you get on like a fancy salad. Yep. You know, it's like water chestnuts and... Pinto beans. It's like, what the fuck? Where are my bacos, man? Weirdos. See, I, I associate it with like really bad, uh, you know, homemade chop suey. Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember having that as a kid a lot. It was one of those go tos where my parents would make like this, you know, ch- either like chicken chow mein or chop suey um, because it was cheap and it could feed everybody. <laughs> So it was like we always had water chestnuts with that and baby corn. I remember that in there all the time too. We had uh, little baby corns that massage your massage your voice voice box on the way down because <laughs> they got them little nubs on them, but they gotta be wet. <laughs> wet. <laughs> Ours was goulash. Oh yeah, we had a lot of goulash too. Or you know. Noodles, meat, and whatever else is in the refrigerator in a pot. <laughs> like, enjoy. Honestly, that's still one of my go-to MacGyver-style dishes. It's oh, like, yeah. uh, we don't have like we don't have any one thing. Oh wait, look, we got like you know rigatoni, some ground beef, a couple of green peppers, some cheese. Okay, I can make this work. <laughs> Let me make yeah. a sauce and, yep. Reminds me of like my early twenties. I had no money, so everything was like ramen noodles and something thrown into it. And it was usually like stuff that I brought home from Wegmans that they were gonna throw out. Uh okay. Are you guys ready for the news? Oh yeah. I am. Ooh, it's an exciting news week. Thanks to oh. NECA. Yeah, I've seen all of their very exciting news. Uh so this week's news is brought to you by the world's sexiest toy newsman. That's right, it's me. <laughs> Sorry, ladies, I'm taken. Kick things off. This week's weird collaboration with Mego and Tops is two hammer figures, the Gorgon and the Mummy. Uh, yay. The Mummy looks like he's made out of coffee grounds, but, I mean, he looked like that in the movie. 
Uh, I have zero interest in these, but again, if that's your thing, more power to you. The only new reveal from NECA last week was one new Gremlin figure mixed in with the five re-released Gremlins 2 figures that are coming back out, and that is the Mountain Dew Punk Rock Gremlin figure. Uh. Uh, Yeah, it looks as appealing as Josh sounds right now. Uh, (laughs) It's a pretty quick, lazy sculpt, and... Mm -hmm. On a pre-used Gremlins body, there's nothing special about it at all. It's pretty sad, actually, if I, I have to admit. Um, other go things get him, go get him as guests. I, I, I take my pants off and answer the door. They showed off like the upcoming package for the Bizarro Goliath figure, which is just you know the new head on the pre-existing Goliath, uh, you know. Nothing super special to write home about. Uh, Something that is kind of cool to talk about is Super 7 showed off the second wave of Ultimate Power Ranger figures. So you get the Red Ranger with two heads uh, of the two actors who played the classic Red Ranger. You get the Pink Ranger. You get King Sphinx. You get Rita Repulsa, who looks super, super cool. If you didn't get the... uh, Hasbro one, this would be the better of the two versions. And the Dragon Zord, who's kind of like the sleeper in the wave. He looks really, really good. Uh, so if you're a fan of the the Zords, it's coming out at some point next year. I'm guessing probably late next year. They like to kind of do like two waves really quickly to get people's uh, appetite wet. And um, they just announced that today. There is going to be... A McFarlane the man Star- who comes back home with you. <laughs> <laughs> McFarland is doing another Build-A-Figure wave. This time for the Dark Knight Returns comic, you get Batman, Robin, and the Joker, and they build a horse. Yes. Mm-hmm. A freaking horse for Batman to ride from the Frank Miller yeah. comic. Yeah. Um, Honestly, figures- that's pretty cool. These figures look really awesome. I don't know if they look as good as the ones Mattel did a few years ago. But yeah, if you miss nice. those and you want a horse for Batman to ride, go for it. Um, and I would assume that per McFarlane, there's going to be repaints and all that other stuff. But there won't be weapons because they don't allow that anymore. So, like, Batman won't have the rifle that he uses in the comic. I don't know if Joker's going to have his little tiny knife or a gun uh yeah you know they're all gonna have horse accessories yep it's gonna be my little pony with batman uh neca showed off as everybody was expecting the wolfman but in black and white uh so colors coming out first black and white's coming out second i think i remember somewhere that they're saying that walmart was going to be the place where the color version launched and then it was going to go wide like 60 days later or something like that uh walmart has been getting these like giant end cap shippers of like a bunch of one figure, like the second McCready, um, the new Casey Jones. So it's kind of hit or miss what they're getting, when they're getting it. But if you walk into a super center, you'll be surprised sometimes. Uh, uh, yeah, I saw that new McCready. You know, uh, it sucks. Uh, as Mike alluded to earlier, they showed off a solicit for the new masters universe figures and big shocker. There's the new Orco figure. 
um straight out of the tv show he's got like a winking head and he's crapping fire to kind of give <laughs> him a floating effect he's really cool looking uh to go along with everything else is pretty much all the characters on the show have had a figure reveal except for Beastman and uh king randor but uh i'm guessing by the time like the second and third waves come out the new season of the cartoon will be out as well to kind of keep product flowing um oracle looks cool ram mam looks cool teal looks cool they're all cool give them their money um i think they're awesome and orko i don't know what his play feature is but he's sweet so uh get him while you can and by the time you listen to the show you should have a few days left to take advantage of gamestop sale which is spend 125 dollars save 20 and i think spend 75 and save 10 to kind of compete with what target's doing on toys and that is spend 50 save 10 and spend 100 save 25 so if you're looking to kind of stack up on something you weren't sure about, uh, like action figures we just mentioned, Transformers you're on the fence about, anything, uh, this is the time of year to do it. So check often on the Target website, the GameStop website. Go to your local store. You never know what you're going to find. If you want to save some money, I suggest you do it now. You can buy a big old bag of oranges. Yeah, or, exactly. Or like tattoos. Smooth <laughs> peanut butter. Um, so I just wanted to give you guys a heads up. A lot of people have been contacting me with deep concern about little Timmy Thomerson. They want to know if he's okay. Uh, how long do the doctors give him? What's his prognosis? I've reached out, uh, to the hospital, to the Make-A-Wish people that got a hold of me. As far as I know, he has no family or somebody kind of like left him in a gutter and <laughs> he was raised somewhere. I don't know. Um, but I haven't heard back yet. So as soon as I know, I will let all of Timmy's fans know uh, if he's doing okay or if you need to get a Ouija board to talk to him. <laughs> so, But as of right now, I haven't heard anything. I don't know if he got to go to the Bunny Ranch. Um, I don't know if he got a new bucket. We granted his wish, but, you know, they're pretty simple wishes. And we sure as hell don't know if he got to try cannibalism. Josh still has all his fingers. I know. I mine. sure do. So, um, you know, if you're the kind of person that prays at night, you know, get on your hands and knees and put your hands together and just kind of. Jesus. Jesus. J- Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Can you hear me? Jesus. Hello? Jesus. Josh. Jo- Josh. Jesus. <laughs> maybe he'll hear you you know so yeah we're thinking about you timmy one love brother one love i'm gonna i'm gonna squirt some capri sun on my lawn later today in his memory hopefully he's still alive and it's in vain all right guys so werner herzog is in my ear he won't shut up he's got this idea he just has to get it out he's speaking to me loud and slowly about Halloween. He loves it. I, you know, I would think Arbor Day or something would be a holiday he's into, but it's Halloween. Who knew? I guess he likes children, little plastic masks coming to his door. Uh, give him a second of your time and we'll be right back. Oh, hello again. I see you're one of the many trick or treaters at the door of Castle Herzog. Oh, look at that. It's a little Italian plumber man. 
Surely you want a mushroom cap, or perhaps a handful of coins that I throw to you after I shove a brick onto your head, because that's what you do, isn't it? Isn't it? I'm just joking with you. I wouldn't really hit children with bricks. Or would I? It's Halloween. Anything is possible. Is it a brick? Is it a Rubik's Cube? Only time will tell. And only I can tell what lovely treats you're going to receive at Castle Herzog. Maybe it will depend entirely on your costume. Maybe it will be a full spaghetti dinner because I'm lonely and would like a guest to eat spaghetti with. Perhaps you could come in and sample one of my many, many, many jars of spit. Or perhaps we could kill a chicken together. All of these things are possible when you trick a treat at Castle Herzog. And then we will howl at the moon together because that is what you do on Halloween. Regardless of what shape the moon is in, or whether or not it's simply a picture of the moon I have taped to a window that I am telling you is the moon, so you will believe it. <laughs> oh my I god! I pictured a kid coming to his door, spaghetti, he just tips it and scrapes the spaghetti into the door. Oh. 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 The sampling the jar of spit got me. Oh, oh. oh that's funny. Oh, damn. <laughs> oh, I'm, I know where I want to go trick-or-treating. Right? He's got spaghetti. <laughs> when I was a kid, uh, that was my favorite thing to do is, like, find the out-of-the-way places mm-hmm. to trick-or-treat at in the hopes that they're off the beaten path and nobody would go there so you would get better candy. Right. I mean, more often than not, it never worked. But uh, I remember one time me and my friend had the balls to, like, walk through the woods and go to this, like, new housing track where there was, like, two houses that were built and people were living in it. Mm. And we got really lucky, and somebody's like, well, the road isn't even paved, and we didn't think there'd be trick-or-treaters, but you guys are the only ones. And we got, like, a whole bowl of blow pops. Oh, nice. Holy crap. You know, like, I would go to Castle Wurtz. I would do the, you know, like, scary German guy. Right. You never know. You might get a whole piece of pie thrown into your bag. There, there's actually this old couple that lives near uh, near where we live that they don't really get a lot of trick-or-treaters because their house is kind of set back a little bit from the, the main street. And me and Caleb always stop there every year. And the dude always gives out full-size candy bars. And because he very, very rarely gets, like, a lot of trick-or-treaters, he's always like, here, take two, take three. Like, so he's always throwing, like, full-size chocolate bars, like the, the big Hershey's ones or, like, the four-pack of Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Like, it's crazy. And we go there every year, and he's always throwing candy at us. So sometimes That's it pays off. Wonderful and insane. Yeah, we, And he's uh, always trying to get me to take some, too. He's like, here, Dad, take some. I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> we're just lazy at my house sometimes. So we're like, yeah, we're done trick-or-treating. And it's just like the next kid gets it all. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's always just like some kid, you know, roaming around like trick or treat. And I'm just like, here you go. <laughs> just dump the bag, <laughs> close the door. I used to, oh, I know this is a little side tangent, but oh, when, when I, 
when I stopped trick or treating, I used to dress up. I had this full body Grim Reaper costume that that I wore for years. And it was one of those costumes where even when you pulled up the rubber mask, I had the black screen mesh mask underneath. So it like there was still like nothingness under the under the rubber mask. Yeah. But I would lean against my parents porch and had a bowl of candy with a little sign that said, take one. Oh, you're one of those assholes. (laughs) I would just lean there waiting and I wouldn't scare every kid. I would always wait for, like, the one who decides to grab a giant handful or pick up the bowl. And this one kid, it was freaking hilarious. It was him and his little his little sister and their dad. And the kid was like, oh, sweet. And he just reached in and grabbed this giant handful. And all I said was, the sign says one. He jumped <laughs> over the banister of my porch, screaming. Candy went everywhere. The sister started laughing at him. The dad was like, <laughs> oh, that's so, so amazing. Because I'm like, this poor kid lost all of his candy. <laughs> so I'm helping him pick it up, and the dad's cracking up. He was like, that was the best prank I've seen all day. <laughs> Man, that should have been your candy. Yeah, right? <laughs> but, like, it's mine now. Teach that little shit. <laughs> uh, oh, too fun. So, did you guys know that... You know, like, you just get these new calendars, and it's, like, every day is a holiday. Like, it's Donut Day. It's National Chicken McNugget Day. It's it's National, you know, Take an Eskimo to Work Day. Like, it's just yeah, Sorry, can holidays. we back up a second? What day is Donut Day now? <laughs> it was a few weeks ago. This is, is important. I need to know this, because uh, I missed it, and I'm now very upset. I uh... All right, Josh. I Let's look this up right now. I know Vincent this is back. also very upset. <laughs> National Donut Day. It's like you can go get a free donut any place at June third. Okay, that's not a few weeks ago. Okay, I, like, I feel I feel better about it now. What kind of donut? I mean, yeah, like you've got Dunkin' in Texas, right? We've got Dunkin', but we've got like a lot of good independent donut shops. Plus, I've got a Voodoo near me. Okay, yeah, you would totally. They definitely have like a buy one get one, or just walk in and get a free donut. Krispy Kreme usually, well, Krispy Kreme gives you free donuts all the time, but. Um, yeah, you just have to go in. They're just like, you want a free donut? Like, of course I do. Like, um, um, would I be here if I didn't want a donut? So, I mean, I'm pretty sure that almost every single day of the calendar is taken up by holidays. But let me double check my calendar that I have not changed in about six months. Because everybody has a calendar they haven't changed in six months. Mm-hmm. Who's the pitcher on this one? Ooh, it's Reagan from The Exorcist. Did you know that Sunday, October 17th, is National Give Your Friend a Horror Movie Day? Ooh. So, oh, the concept of this holiday is that you get on a knock on your door like a trick-or-treater. But it's, you know, a wayward teenager. It's an adult. It's a hobo. And what you're supposed to do is throw a horror movie at them. So people have always wondered, like, what the hell is going on with Dollar Tree? When I walk in there, there's like a 10,000, you know, Sharktopus versus Mega Gator. And the trees have eyes and like all of these junky horror movies. Like, how come every time I go to Goodwill, the, you know, copies of Scream are overflowing in the VHS bin? 
it's so you can buy them and give your friends and children horror movies. October seventeenth. Yep. You're supposed to throw it at them, but it's kind of like this is like the older pagan traditions back way back in the eighteen hundreds when they had give your friend a horror movie day, where they would throw like laser discs at people like frisbees. You don't it's kind of like the trick or treat. You don't have to say trick and get like a magic dance or like, oh look, I'm gonna make a quarter disappear behind your ear. Like people don't do that anymore. But you're supposed to give your friends horror movies on this day. And then you're supposed no, to go I'm home. Chuck it at them hard. Yeah, so you know, you go outside, you're like, hey, what uh what's Josh Strasberg doing? Go over to his house, knock on his door, throw a Betamax. Um <laughs> what's a good horror movie? Like the burning, a Betamax copy of the burning, just whip it at his face and be like, Happy holidays, and then you leave. Well, you have to you have to scamper away while yelling whoop whoop whoop. Yeah, you kind of have to do a three stooges style. Like, whoop, 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 whoop. Do the the Zoidberg clap crap hands. Exactly. Scuttle away, or they can come to your house if you don't want to leave your house if you're agoraphobic, but like a lot of people now because of COVID. Uh, you could also do the ding dong ditch where you have a paper bag on fire of horror movies, <laughs> ring the doorbell, and run. Um. I would. I mean, I, we've been doing this for years to Don DeRazio. Um, what did we give her last year? We gave her the Critters Collection on HD DVD. Her preferred format of, you know, high-end movie watching. And we had Critters 1 through 4, and we were like, hey, happy holidays. And we set it on fire, and we left it on our doorstep and walked away. So, you know, the joke here is you can make up a holiday... If you say it enough, people will do it, and Hallmark will latch onto it, start selling cards. You'd be surprised. Like Secretary's Day. Uh what are all these other holidays Nash- actually? National yeah, like, Talk like William Shatner Day. Yeah. Sorry to isn't any secretaries there actually, out there. I didn't mean to besmirch your job. Isn't there actually like a national talk like a pirate day? Yeah. Wasn't yep. that, that an internet thing that then became like a thing? <laughs> So my hope yep, is that it sure is. if I say this enough, this will actually become a thing. Because, yes, you know, horror movies and Halloween are synonymous, but Halloween is about the candy and the dressing up. What about the actual buying of the movies and giving them as gifts? That's all I'm saying. The, the lead up. I, I like this idea. You know, or like... It could be VHS, it could be Betamax, it could be Laserdisc, it could be VCD. It could be a Super 8 reel. It could be a comic book, if it's, it could be a novelization. Just, hey, October 17th, we're halfway to Halloween. I was thinking of you, I was at Dollar General, and I picked up Chrome Skull 2. Here you go. <laughs> Chrome Skull 2, Electric Boogaloo. That's right. Side note, uh, I really I really want to cover laid to rest on uh on the boogeyman's closet because it is absolutely horrible. But it yeah, Chrome Skull is from that. <laughs> uh, little uh little birdie told me that they found that at Dollar General and it's in your pile. Woohoo. So yeah, yippee, I hate that movie. Um <laughs> Oh, it's god awful. That's why I want to cover it. So yeah. This is the joke. I'm not actually going to go out and give my friends 
horror movies on October 17th because I give people enough shit as it is. And I'm weird enough as it is with like picking up on social cues. And I'm sure I have a lot of friends that I go to their house and be like, here's a random horror movie on a holiday you didn't know existed. Bye. I'm trying to start something. Um, <laughs> like I did during COVID where I tried to do the my friends a geek thing, which was just a waste of time because I was bored. Uh, yeah. I do that sometimes. I get bored. I get this idea like I'm going to change the world by making horror buttons or Dawn of the Dead minifigures. And a lot of times it's like, okay, you have fun, but this is weird. So this is a joke. <laughs> I'm not actually going to do this because I know if I went to Goodwill and Dollar General and filled my car with horror DVDs and then left on October 17th and told my wife I'd be back in a few hours, she would slash my tires because she knew I was up to something crazy. <laughs> well now now to be fair those horror buttons have they, they've had some long legs because i've been using them in the boogeyman's closet prize packs for quite a while and everyone seems to dig them so if they didn't fall apart a lot of those popped apart um because the button maker i got was like from wish and it was literally <laughs> just something to do during covid uh my original intention was to go to a uh, horror movie marathon convention in Syracuse called the Salt City Horror Festival that is now defunct because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And my goal was to just sell stuff at this convention. I don't know why. And I thought, oh, I'll have buttons. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this is like deprecating in the most depressing way. <laughs> So if you guys, uh, COVID. listeners of the show, if you actually think this is a good idea, go buy your friends' horror movies. Get out there. Make a holiday up. Because Halloween isn't enough in October. We need more. Maybe I kind of love it. Maybe this is something better for November, because we really don't really have much in November. I don't know. I'm thinking out loud. No, no, no. I think, I think it's appropriate for October. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. I kind of dig it. And uh, I'm thinking, you know, maybe this needs to be uh, promoted on another uh, podcast as well. And, you know, yeah, yeah. maybe we can uh, we can get this thing going. I mean, it doesn't have to be October 17th, because maybe by the time the podcast comes out, it'd be like October 18th. And it wouldn't right. make any sense. Um, and I don't know if people listening would be like, yeah, that's a good idea, but I'm cheap. No, <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? And there's always, like, what is there a selection of, like, maybe 10 horror movies at Dollar General at any given moment? Right. So, um, yeah. What does Vincent think? He is not in the room, oddly enough. Who the hell? Is that Dr. Mew? Or is that just farting? <laughs> that's that's not coming from over here. I don't know what you're hearing. Ghost in the Machine. That's, that's weird. Um... Okay, yeah, so that's out there. We'll see if we can actually make this happen. Probably not, but if five years from now I walk into Hallmark and there's like, give your friend a horror movie day, and it's, we can picture this, it's a card, and you open it up and there's a DVD inside. Oh, that Mm -hmm. would be cool. Or it's just, you know, the card is the DVD. I don't know how I would do this exactly. I mean, by then it'll probably be all digital codes, but you know. You you just hurl the DVD at them like a Frisbee. Yeah. I mean, I think the joy of this would be like, hey, I saw this VHS tape and I was thinking of you. See, what you do is you sort of you pull up outside their house, 
holler until someone comes outside, fling the disc out the wind out your passenger window to them from the driver's seat, and then speed off. I like that idea a lot. You have to, <clears throat> you'll have to make some kind of like crazy scream or war cry when you fling it, though. Like you know, just throw it and be like, rah, 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 and then drive away. What I think yeah, I, I would do is I would just scream a random horror movie at people. So I drive up to the house and be like, "Demon wind!" and throw a tape <laughs> at them, and then speed away. You done got demon winded, son. <laughs> like, Watchers too, bitches. Whip, whip. <laughs> Speed away. <laughs> I heard you like sleepwalkers. <laughs> Spit on my grave. Yeah. You know, <laughs> instead of giving money or food to the homeless, give them copies of Flesh Eater. <laughs> I'm literally just pulling random movies out of my head because I think it's funny, but. <laughs> it's, you know, you've got like a a gimmick horn, like Ghoulies three. <laughs> Throw the types of people. All right, so oh, that's too funny. My daughter's birthday was this weekend, and we did our first official Chuck E. Cheese birthday. Um. What you can do at Chuck E. Cheese, if you're brave and crazy enough to spend the money, if you go on off time, so not on a Saturday, but if you go during the week or a Sunday morning, they will close down Chuck E. Cheese if you get there early enough and just give you unlimited access. Each kid will then get a bracelet with unlimited play until they open at 11. So it's like a two-hour bracelet. Go crazy. Um Chuck E. Cheese has changed drastically because of COVID and just it's not the Chuck E. Cheese that we knew as a kid. There's no more paper tickets. It's all digital. The prizes are Chuck E. Cheese in Rochester's right next to an Ollie's. And hilariously, all their prizes are from Ollie's or Ollie's is carrying <laughs> the same items. I don't know why. Um, so it's like if you don't want to go through the headache of winning 10,000 tickets, you can just walk next door to Ollie's and get the same thing. Um, but it brought back a lot of memories. So we had enough bracelets so the adults could play. I was having a blast. Just even if the games were for little kids, I was like, what? That a Ninja Turtles fighting game that was kind of similar to the old Ninja Turtles arcade game. Not as fun. There's only three stages, but it was still kind of like, wow, this is cool. You know, just did you guys go to a Chuck E. Cheese birthday party? Did you have a Chuck E. Cheese birthday party? Do you have those memories? Um, For me, it wasn't Chuck E. Cheese. It was Showbiz Pizza Place. Major <laughs> Magic. Oh, yeah. Major Magic as well. What is Major Magic? The same thing. Okay. Yeah. But uh, uh, Showbiz Pizza Place, like, it, honestly, I'm still kind of creeped out by the, uh, what is it, Billy Bear? The big, yeah. like, <laughs> hillbilly bear. Like, he still gives me the willies. Um, and there was, I, I'm kind of mad that I missed it. There was, there was like a one-off action figure of him that was like a super low run by, I forget his name, but there was, there's one of the many uh, artists I follow. Justin yeah. Ishmael. What's his name? Justin Ishmael. Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, I, I'm kind of sad I missed that when it was out, but it, it, yeah, that was a really cool figure. Um, but yeah, I have a lot of memories from when I was in grade school and, uh, 
you know, going to showbiz pizza place and being terrified by the animatronic band and uh, not liking the pizza. <laughs> yeah, that that sounds dead on. <laughs> so my daughter is obsessed with Chuck E. Cheese. She that's her go to drug of choice on YouTube is watching mm. videos about Chuck E. Cheese and showbiz pizza because they were the same company with two separate identities. Yeah. And. Am I going with this? There's this rumor, this legend going around that Chuck E. Cheese now recycles its pizza. So if you go to a Chuck E. Cheese, Ooh. you get a large pizza, you don't eat all the slices. They take those slices, take them into the back, and make a Frankenstein large pizza out of like seven different pizzas. So people order pizzas, they come out and they try to make it into a complete circle and it won't fit because they've all been cut differently because they come from like four different pizzas. Ugh. Um, we were there early enough, so we couldn't prove it. But if you stop and think about it, in the pizza at Chuck E. Cheese, it's like cardboard with yeah. cheese and sauce on it. It's not the best. Um, it's a thing, apparently. Um, did you guys have showbiz pizza birthday parties? I personally didn't. Uh, I just went to several of them. My yeah, birthday same. parties, yeah, the, my birthday parties were always like, uh, you know, just at my house with with cake and pizza. Um, you know, a lot of times it was homemade pizza, too. Like, I, I do remember my mom doing, like, the little uh, make-your-own-pie stations. Yeah, oh, yeah. have, like, the little mini personal pies. And, like, that was always fun. Um, but, yeah, I don't, uh, I, I don't think I've ever had my own birthday party at, at a place like that. I had a McDonald's birthday party. Okay. Uh, you know, I think I had one of those actually. And that was a little that was really cool. I went to Vincent, do you want to check the cheese birthday party? <laughs> Apparently so. You want the cheese? Yeah, I went to Chuck E. Cheese birthday parties and just the nostalgia of like all actual arcade games. Yeah. And there was this machine at our Chuck E. Cheese, it was a chicken. You put a coin in it, it would cluck around, and it would give you a crappy prize in a yep. Easter egg. Um, big fan of that. There, in the Chuck E. Cheese now, there was a there's one claw machine that, of all the games to play, there's skee ball things with water guns, SpongeBob, you name it. All my daughter wanted to do because she had unlimited tries was to clean out this claw machine. And the only prize in the claw machine are these bumpy spiky balls. So it's like a thicker balloon with bumps on it, if you can picture that. Like something that um similar oh, to like roll it on your back. Bumpy spiky balls. It's like you yeah. You go to Walmart, you're in the S and M section in their vending machine, there's like the bumpy spiky balls. So we spent all this money and all her and her friends did was not once but twice clean out this vending machine because they just kept trying over and over and over and over until they had nothing left. Uh, so right now in our house, there's like 15 of these brightly colored, bumpy, spiky balls bouncing around the house. Um, I have those, too. <laughs> oh, wait, no, not sorry. Not uh, it's not, uh, moving on. OK, so if you guys hold my hands, I have to squat and push really hard. And I got about four of them to show you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, using them in a different place. way there. 
Seriously, Magic uh, Time is that like what was their mascot? Uh, Major Magic. It was it was a magician. I yeah. I'll pull it find find some uh, find some pictures and uh, send them along here. But yeah, no, it was basically the same thing as Showbiz Showbiz Pizza and Chuck E. Cheese. Do they have like an animatronic wizard or something, or is it just like this local magician at a pizza place? Um, I'm I'm blank. I thought they had like a like a mascot, like a um. Like a dude in a suit type of mascot. Uh, da, 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 da. I feel like it was like a magician. Oh god! It's all, oh man! It's all coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Josh seven members about being touched by a magician. <laughs> no, no, no! I'm seeing the animatronics, and all of a sudden, it's just that moment of like, oh god, oh god, oh god, no! no. I remember this. These are terrifying. Not your magic wand. <laughs> Um, uh, I'll send them to you and, and instantly you'll just be like, oh God, no. Yeah. Kill it with fire. <laughs> yeah, I guess... here we go. So this is, this is the major magic. This is part of the major magic band. All right, let me take a look at these pictures and on our audio podcast. This, the second oh, one is... God. <laughs> oh God. Is that a singing the... pancake? <laughs> I think it's a drum. It's the drum. Oh, oh God, these yeah. play themselves. There's like a weird nutcracker. Oh, God, the, the, the second picture, though, that's that's the band I remember with like the creepy fox performer. So there's like a Rick James Fox and this weird monster in the background. What is that? <laughs> it's like a giant tapeworm. <laughs> Am I seeing that? Is that a frog? What is that? <laughs> Good luck. It's it's the band is called the Rock and Roll Rebellion. Oh man. If there's ever a reason for time machines, what the hell? Elon Musk, stop going out of space. We need to go back in time to the eighties. And waste that opportunity by going back to Chuck E. Cheese and show his pizza and major magic. <laughs> for the love of God. So that was like uh, a, a smaller chain. Was it just in Niagara Falls or uh, it, it had a few locations around. Um, I don't think it was in Niagara Falls. I think it might have been a little further out, actually. So it's Buffalo somewhere, probably? Yeah, I think so. I'm oh, that's horrifying. <laughs> yeah, that's terrifying. Foxes. Whoa. It's like a, an, a furry orgy. <laughs> I, think, I think these animatronic pizza places are directly responsible for furries. Absolutely. I 100% agree. Okay, okay, here we go. Let's see. I've, I found, found a little bit of... Uh, so, it looks like Showbiz was in Tonawanda. And Major Magics... Oh, just tell me where the frick it is. While you're looking, Josh, I have one of two funny stories... So me and my best friend at the time, we were moving out of our, like we were 18, we're looking for an apartment, we want to get out on our own, and we're driving around Rochester thinking of places that we could live, and at this time, all the Chuck E. Cheese's locally had closed, and had been abandoned for a good four or five years, just before like Chuck E. Cheese came back in the 2000s. (laughs) We got this bright idea in our head that we could rent out and live in an abandoned Chuck E. Cheese like an apartment, like some sort of bizarre sitcom. And 
I remember we're driving around. It's me and my uh, my friend Mike and his girlfriend, and we're like, that's it. We'll live in the abandoned Chuck E. Cheese. It can't be that expensive. Nobody wants it, right? We can just live in there for cheap, and like, I'll live next to the singing lion. You could live in the ball pit. It'll be awesome. And his <laughs> girlfriend, like, I remember just deadpan. Like, we were half joking and half serious, and she was just like, you guys are idiots. <laughs> just <laughs> the funniest reply, like, no. That is the stupidest thing I have ever heard. Absolutely not. You're not going to live inside an abandoned Chuck E. Cheese. I mean, it was just a facade, like everything on the inside had been gutted and thrown away. But in our 18-year-old minds, we thought that, like, it's just empty. Nobody cares about it. And, you know, just some company, like some old man with the trailers, like, yeah, I rent it out. Here's the key to the bathroom and enjoy the 10-year-old pizza. Yeah. (laughs) So... I have kind of hinted uh, a few times now with you guys personally that I have a story. Hi, everybody. Mike here. Sometimes I have trouble telling the difference between what's funny and what's horrifying. And this story that I was about to tell Josh and Mike is one of those moments. I listened back to it, and it turns out that this sordid tale involving my father's butthole, in fact, isn't hilarious but it's abjectly terrifying. Uh, It's one of those stories that you look into the abyss, and the abyss looks back at you. And by abyss, maybe I mean my father's butthole. But, anyways, I just wanted to tell you that it wasn't as funny as I thought. So I'm taking this moment to tell you that it's been deleted, and you have now gotten a public service announcement from yours truly, Mike. Take care and enjoy the rest of the show. Uh, you know, my my friends do a uh, a podcast called "So It's Come to This," a Simpsons Family podcast, and uh, my friend Corey does a segment where she says "Hello, therapist," and she talks about traumatizing things from her past. So this this could be therapeutic, you know. Uh, yeah, I hilariously I have talked about this with my therapist. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> uh, um, would you guys like to hear from our friend Werner to kind of break the tension of that horrible segment and tell us about smooth peanut butter and uh, his Halloween spaghetti policy, among other things? <laughs> of course. Oh, uh, definitely. We'll be right back. And um, enjoy a word from Werner. And uh, we will see you guys in a minute. Thank you. Oh, hello there. I see you've been ringing my doorbell. Perhaps to trick or treat me. Or perhaps you just want another bowl of the gravy from Kibbles and Bits. None of the Kibbles and Bits. But only the gravy. As I soak the Kibbles and Bits in a moist, water-like substance for hours on end just to give trick-or-treaters the joy of the gravy because it is the best part. Or perhaps you're dressed as Merman from Masters of the Universe, the popular children's series, and you can come inside and instead of bobbing for apples, you can bob for an ear of corn. We'll make his sword that always looked like a weird corn cob anyway. Perhaps you would like a more traditional candy. Well, you're in luck. 
I've coated some very traditional things in chocolate. Nuts, bolts, Mike's father's butthole. You can find all sorts of things coated in chocolate at Kessler Herzog. Just ring the door, say trick or treat, and be ready for a handful of gravy. <laughs> I, su- I suddenly want to give out handfuls of gravy. <laughs> Let me ask you guys a serious question. Does the title My Father's Butthole for an episode, is that too extreme? No, I think it's just right. <laughs> yeah, um, no. Um, it, real, real quick, with, I don't know why. Like the obvious stuff was funny. The handful of gravy, Mike's father's butthole. Like, yeah, those were all funny. But when you said you've coated a lot of traditional things in chocolate, nuts, bolts. When you said bolts, I lost it. <laughs> Me too. I was holding back. <laughs> oh. God, that was good. Oh, that was one. I thank you. That was one hundred percent me buying time, being like, "Where am I going with this?" <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, oh this, Werner. And this is why we do a podcast, so these crazy conversations can be saved for all time. Oh, I, I can only imagine that the like the response to this week's episode is going to be like, "Oh God." <laughs> oh. <laughs> Honestly, if we haven't lost listeners yet, we're doing something right. Treat mother. (laughs) (laughs) We're just so like the same people, like the same nine or ten people every week. Um, Do you guys have thoughts or opinions on Five Nights at Freddy's? I do. I have many thoughts and opinions. Mike, what are your thoughts and opinions on Five Nights at Freddy's? We're going to get to Beetlejuice in a second. I, I just want to know, really is this like something, it. should we cover that at some point? I mean, I would definitely be down. I have played all but the, uh, I haven't played the VR game, um, and I haven't played the uh, augmented reality uh, cell phone game, but I've played the rest. Um, I'm terrible at some of them. Like, I cannot beat part four for the life of me, uh, or part three. Both of those, I was I was god off left. But part one and two, I, I, I could manage... Um, and then, uh, pizzeria simulator I was able to beat, but, uh, and then I, I played a lot of the, the RPG one as well, but my son was obsessed for the longest time. So, and this was before he could really play video games on his own. So he would always want me to play them because they were a little too hard for him. So we would sit there and play these games for hours. So I played a ton of five nights at Freddy's and Caleb became obsessed with the storyline, which is kind of like his first horror, like his, his first introduction to horror was this story about, you know, a child killer who was stuffing dead children into animatronic suits at an eighties pizzeria. Um, Yeah. So, and he, he knew the story inside and out, like how every single character connected to the story and like who was who like, and it gets confusing. It's a confusing mess of a plot line, but he could tell you the entire timeline. So, yeah, there was a few years where where Five Nights at Freddy's was a huge deal in this house. And Josh, I'm sure you remember, we hunted down oh, so yeah. many of the toys. Oh, my God. 
They like, were really fun. Yeah, but I mean, like when when Caleb was like first getting into it, like you and I drove everywhere looking for the plushies, looking for the the blind boxes, the Funko um, action figures. Like we went to Walmart's and Toys R Us's and Barnes and Nobles all over the place. Those, like, those McFarland building sets were were specifically a lot of fun, though. That was one of oh, the rare cases were. where like McFarland did a building set right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like I had, all of. Them. You know, we're talking about Chuck E. Cheese, and at Chuck E. Cheese, my friend Henry, who's the same age as your son, Mike, was like, you got to do FNAF. And I'm like, what the hell is FNAF? (laughs) And he's like, Five Nights at Freddy's. And, like, to me, it's always been like, this is just a cheap, haunted Chuck E. Cheese thing. But Mm. are the games hard? How are the games hard? It's a lot of timing. It's um, So the first game, it's basically a, uh, you're, you're stuck in one room. But you're watching monitors, so you have to click okay. between the monitors, and you have to time everything just right. Like you have to, you have limited power, and every time you check the monitors, you're losing power, and every time you close these doors, you're losing power. Now, in order to stay alive, you have to shut the doors at the right time to keep the animatronics out of the security office. So it gets harder as you go on with each night. You have to survive, you know, obviously five nights. Um, and the, the power drains quicker and the animatronics are moving faster. So you have to like be a lot quicker on checking the camera than quickly closing the door and, and opening the door as soon as they disappear. Otherwise, you're going to run out of power. And if you run out of power before 6 a.m., then you're going to get killed. So it's like and then part two adds a few elements to it where there is a um, like a, a, a Freddy Fazbear mask that you oh, can you put guys, on. Hold on. A special visitor. Meow. Hello, kiddo. What's up? Meow, meow. Oh, I missed you too. Meow. How was your movie? How was? Meow. What's your review of Adam's Family Two? Meow. Two meows up. Meow. Okay. Meow. 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 Okay. Meow. Bye. <laughs> that was adorable. <laughs> She's a cat. Um, oh yes. <laughs> but. Yeah, the, the second game adds, like, a mask that you can put on to kind of confuse certain animatronics where they think, you know, oh, that's not a person, that's another animatronic. Um, but there's a character who tries to steal the batteries from your flashlight, and you need the flashlight in order to defeat Foxy, who comes running down the hall at you, and he's the only one that isn't fooled by the mask. So there's like all these other little game elements. There's a there's a music box that you have to keep wound to keep the puppet asleep. If the puppet wakes up, it's going to kill you like it just it's automatic death. Um, So there's there's a lot of like weird what you have to watch, what you have to pay attention to. And um, as the games go on, they just get harder. Like part three, you now have you have to watch cameras, you have to close off you know, close off doorways, but for whatever reason, like the building you're in is this old rundown version of a Freddy Fazbear's and it's not properly vented. So like you start running out of oxygen if you don't open up certain vents, like they're looking for any kind of game mechanic. So your character will hallucinate and you'll (laughs) see stuff that will make you use, you like use power that, uh, you know, you don't need to use because it's a hallucination. So it's just a way to screw you up. So that's the one that I couldn't get past. Like, I kept screwing up that one. 
And then part four, you're a little kid in your bedroom and the animatronics are in your house and you have to monitor two separate doorways to your bedroom. You have to monitor uh, little miniature like nightmare Freddy Fazbear's trying to climb up on your bed and you have to monitor your closet. And it gets really confusing because a lot of it is audio sound. Um, whereas before, like you could see them. Now you have to listen for their footsteps and listen for their breathing. And if you don't have the sound turned way the hell up, you might miss it. And um, so it's and if if you have it turned way the hell up and you get the jump scare, it's going to blow your damn eardrums out. So <laughs> I didn't really like that one a lot. <laughs> And then uh, Sister Location just adds a whole new level. That one, you actually move around and have to go to different areas of the building. Um, that one was pretty freaky. <clears throat> that one was with uh, Circus Baby, the weird clown girl. And uh, that, I don't, I don't want to give it away here, but the ending was really messed up. Uh, it was a really twisted ending to that one. And then, like I said, I never played the VR one. I just kind of watched a playthrough. Okay, so, Henry, you listen to this eventually. There's enough meat on the bone. We'll get back to Five Nights at Freddy's. I need to, like, <laughs> rush up and watch videos and maybe play. I don't, I don't know. Um, but the toys are cool. So, And I know because I bought them for you for your birthday. It works. <laughs> All right. Um, our kind of toy spotlight this week is a, another stalwart classic late 80s early 90s horror toy that everybody had at least one and that's the beetlejuice toys did you guys have some because i did oh i, I had only had one <laughs> um they were weird in that they did not mesh with the cartoon they played with the movie but they were kind of riding off the success of the cartoon so yeah. it was just a little weird um, most of them kind of featured a big head pops off, tiny head underneath gimmick, but not all of them. I had the Shishkapa Beetlejuice and the Showtime Beetlejuice, where his head popped off and there's a snake head, and you could punch swords into Beetlejuice, but they all had some sort of head popping off gimmick, um, for the most part. Mike, which one did you have? I had the the sword one, the Shishkebab. Yep. I also had the Vanishing Vault, which just had a, a funny disappearing gimmick. It was like a, a grave for Beetlejuice to kind of disappear and come back again. Yep, I had that as well. Josh, you, what did you have? Um, I, I actually had to pull up the, uh, the listing just to double check. But I had damn near all of them. I was missing like four. Uh, so, so let's see here. I had the, uh, the headhunter mm -hmm. who was only in the movie with a shrunken head, but they decided to give a full size head to, yep. uh, shish kebab Beetlejuice. Uh, I had Otho, mm -hmm. which is such an odd choice for a figure. Yeah, it really is. Who all of these also, not all of them, some of them come with a creature with Beetlejuice's head. As and some of them were really weird choices. Yeah, and these are like Tim Burton-esque sculptures from the movie almost. So Otho comes with this weird 
pinworm brontosaurus beetlejuice thing and his head pops off and there's a tiny head underneath because it's, with otho it wasn't necessarily a tiny head it was a stretched out screaming head okay to show the fear that beetlejuice instilled into him and these are all also from kenner so if you can picture the classic five points of articulation that kenner loved to use they were uh, uh some of them were right in line with ghostbusters toys they played well with ghostbusters yes uh, but I also had the Showtime Beetlejuice, which okay. was the very, very classic Beetlejuice look. Uh, except he had that weird Showtime head. Yep. But if you got the... Uh, I'm trying to, to see what it says. The Spinhead Beetlejuice. The heads which was, were swappable. Yeah, it was the Beetlejuice in his wedding clothes. He had the normal Beetlejuice head, so you could pop that on and have Beetlejuice in his striped suit. That was pretty cool. I liked that. Uh, I also had Adam. Who was, I never knew existed until I looked at these pictures. Uh, who has an awesome head slides down his arm gimmick. Yeah, and you could give him, he had a mask that clipped on that gave him his alternate weird head. Yep. That's cool. Um, but then I also had the, I had a, I loved the, the weird exploding figures. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I had the exploding Beetlejuice. Yep. Which, interestingly enough, well, a lot of the exploding figures had, like, little guts inside, like the alien clearly had what was supposed to be its guts that the head was attached to. Yep. Uh, Beetlejuice had a small insect. So yeah, it was cool. It was almost like the body exploded apart to reveal that it was, like, insect body with Beetlejuice head. They, uh, but, um, go ahead. But then my absolute favorites in the line... Uh, I only had two of them out of the four, but they were the neighborhood nasties, yep. which went right in. They followed the exact same play pattern as the Ghostbusters haunted humans. I would bet that they were from the same line. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they were, these were leftover designs because one of them is a teacher creature, a teacher that turns into a vampire bat. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh she was a lot of fun and the old buzzard which was a weird old neighbor whose entire body flipped upwards into a buzzard perching on what was left of his legs yeah oh my I god a, i forgot about that i had a friend that had hungry hog and i didn't know it was a beetlejuice toy i always wanted that one in street rat yeah yeah uh i also know a lot of people that collect the Beetlejuice line because it's it's a very small amount of figures. Uh, it's three, six, nine, twelve total and three vehicles. Um, it's pretty easy to complete if you're a fan of Beetlejuice and Tim Burton. Um, it doesn't have that glut of merchandise that like uh, Never Before Christmas had. Um, and they're now, just crazy enough that um, they're kind of worth getting and the card backs are all unique too. Now, here is an interesting side note for the Beetlejuice line. Uh, it is one of the only pieces of Beetlejuice merchandise that exists uh, that supports the fact that they actually did have... They, they originally planned to film the scene where Beetlejuice does the, uh, oh, you want to see something really scary. Mm -hmm. And then it just shows the back of his head with, like, snakes popping out of it. Yeah, they yeah, actually yeah. made a figure. They made a figure of that. Uh, 
so it does have like the snakes that pop out of the top of his head, but that they decided while filming that the original image of like, I guess him ripping his face off to reveal the snakes underneath was far too frightening. So they cut it from the movie, but it was like something that was designed and made and almost filmed. And what better figure to put that on in, uh, you know, shipwreck Beetlejuice from that scene where he goes water skiing. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Kenner. (laughs) I have such fond memories of the Beetlejuice toys because they hung around forever at my local Rite Aid. Like they were there a good seven or eight years after the line ended. I remember being in high school and going to Rite Aid and seeing Beetlejuice toys and just being like, wow, these are still here. You know, the I think the most interesting thing about the line is the, the choices that they made. Yeah. Like, I absolutely understand that, you know, it was it was at a time when a lot of toy lines avoided putting female figures in because it was thought that female figures wouldn't sell. But to have to have no Lydia. Right. Who like at the, at the time that the line came out, it was the cartoon supporting it. So Lydia was essentially friends with Beetlejuice weirdly at that point. Right. Uh, no, no Lydia. No. Uh, no Barbara. There was yeah. an Adam, but no Barbara. Why? That's yeah, that's, so weird. Like that the two really is weird. They need to be in the line. It's like um, those two are synonymous with each other. It was, you know, it was a lot of the designs were based on the movie. So it was the question of like, why, why the headhunter that you see briefly, but not say Juno, their caseworker, or Delia Dietz. Or Charles Dietz. Well, I know why they wouldn't do Charles Dietz. But, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> well, I can. But they could have done the cartoon version of Charles Dietz, like, and made him look distinctly different. Right. But the, there, you know, the caseworker are... with the cigarette gimmick. I don't know. Well, see, with her, I feel well. For one, it's the '90s. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there were definitely figures holding cigarettes in kids' lines. I would say, wasn't there a couple Wolverines with a cigar? Yeah. I could totally picture like a candy cigarette gimmick where you blow a straw on the back of her head and smoke puffs out. See, I was I was thinking like just go completely toyetic with it and have it squirt water. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. I can see that too. Or just but, lean into the cartoon and make like Pierre the skeleton. You right. Know, all those characters that everybody at that point had loved because that Beetlejuice cartoon was really, really popular. Yep. I mean, God knows I watched a ton of it. So many weird choices, though. I think I would have had more of the toys if they were based on the cartoon. I definitely would have. That that being said, as a, as a very brief aside, while overall, I'm, I'm not crazy about the loyal subject stuff, mm. um, I will totally get the Beetlejuice and Lydia. Because I think they look close enough to their cartoon counterparts that I don't care that they match anything. Like they can totally be standalone. Yeah. But I I gotta say I I'm I'm kind of interested in getting the um 
exercise the, the the exercised Maitland's minis. Yeah. When there's zombies. The only yeah. reason I didn't buy it is the price was a little too high for me. Where I was like, uh no. They're they're tempting. If I see them yeah. at a decent price, I'll probably bite. Um we didn't mention I this feel- earlier. These were part of the Walmart collector con. So I don't know if they're Walmart exclusives, but they launched first at Walmart. Um, and Walmart was doing like spread out over the course of a few days to kind of tie into our comic con. So they'd have like Marvel stuff one day, horror stuff one day, wrestling stuff one day to also kind of catch you on shipping charges as well. But those were listed on Walmart. I think they're still available. But for two figures, I think it was over 30 bucks plus shipping. Oh, screw that. Yeah. Um, so who knows? Like, I've seen their exclusives that were at Walmart go to retail. Like, they had a Mogwai, like a Gizmo Gremlin 2-pack that popped up briefly. Um, so if you miss it, you know, there's still a chance you'll see it at your Super Center. Um, but I would have preferred that they were, like, the individual releases for their Loyal Subjects blind box horror figures. But I don't think they're doing those cases of figures anymore. Like the Aliens and the Predator stuff. I think they're moving away from it. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. So for whatever reason, they moved to weird exclusives because I haven't seen them at a retail at all uh, beyond uh, Five Below. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, take that for, for what it's worth. I hope it's not just strictly Walmart because that's horrible for fans that want to find it at retail and not get it online. Um, because just in Western New York, you're lucky if you find one store in 100 miles that carries it. Um. It's the same thing with like those Easter eggs aliens. Yeah. Came out way after Easter and they're overpriced and they're just randomly at stores. Yep. I've of all of the. Okay. So since those started hitting now, I I know at this point they've hit a while ago and a lot of places probably sold out of them. But I hit a lot of different Walmarts throughout Austin and the Austin area. And by a lot, I mean, counting them in my head here, there's there's no less than seven that I could do a solid circle to. Out of those seven, I only ever saw them at one. Yeah. And there's no rhyme or reason what store, like the store that gets it in Rochester is in the most dangerous neighborhood imaginable. But for whatever yeah. reason, they got a big collectible section that people just steal from. Yeah, the one that they went to in my area is uh, is not doesn't sell a lot of collectibles, so they actually still have them. Yeah, the the Niagara Falls Walmart didn't get them in until like well after Easter. And um, by that point, I was kind of over it. I was like, whatever. Yeah, (laughs) I I wanted them and then I couldn't find them. So it kind of frustrated me. And then when I finally did find them, I was just like, "Eh, no, not worth it. Yeah. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're fun for what they are, but they're definitely overpriced. Also, something that comes up with Beetlejuice toys, a lot of times toy companies like to paint the moss on him. And it just looks like a weird mustache beard thing. And the Loyal Subjects ones have that effect. And they're really freaking odd. So I was looking at that. I thought that was a strange paint app. They're in the movie. He's got that going on, right? but it just doesn't translate well because it just looks like bad facial hair. 
And for whatever reason, they go with that choice. He looks more toyetic um, as just a white face. Oh, yeah, right. Josh just sent pictures of Beetlejuice's scary face. That's or so part Tim, of it anyway. That's so Tim Burton. Right. So those are those are what the audience saw, but apparently from behind. But apparently there was even more to it that's just never been revealed. I think that works. You know, the back of the head with the tentacles popping out is fine. Oh, yeah. It's it's a movie that I don't think has many flaws. It's a, a pretty damn good movie, and uh, it doesn't need a sequel. I know that they keep talking about it, but that time has passed. Like, don't go back to it. Right. It's been 30 years plus. It doesn't need to be revisited. Let Michael Keaton be an old man. <laughs> um, cool. Right. I mean, unless you want to do... Unless you want to do the Batman Beyond movie where he is old Batman, just like, yeah, don't don't put him back in the Beetlejuice makeup. In which they're doing with the Flash, sort of. So leave it alone. Although I'm kind of mad that he's gone as the Vulture now because he went back to Batman. But whatever. That's me being a nerd splitting hairs. Um, you guys ready for one last word from Warner? Of course. Before oh, we wrap. Sure. Wrap up potentially the shortest episode of all time for us. Holy crap. I know. <laughs> all right, guys. Sit back, relax, and let Warner spit inside your brain and share some wisdom with you. And we will be right back. Welcome back to the Herzog House of Horrors. I see we have a new batch of trick-or-treaters. Oh, and what are you all dressed as? A leprechaun. How unique. Go away. Little Richard? Yes, you may have a pile of steakums, for that is a truly unique costume. Come inside. We shall make steakum waffles, for that is the traditional Halloween treat. No, we don't make waffles and put steakums on them. We simply put steakums in the waffle maker. And then the tiny little crevices that the waffle maker makes in the steakums you can use to fill with whipped cream, maple syrup, or any other goodies that you might want to put on them for your Halloween treat. Just remember, at the house of Herzog, darkness falls across the land. Your gravy is close at hand, because that is what you would put on a steakum. When it crawls inside your spit, because nobody else gives a shit. And whoever shall be found on Werner Herzog's ground must stand and face his hound of hell, which is really a shih tzu that kind of smells. The foulest stench is in the air, the funk of 40,000 years, because I never clean my bathroom. And I close the door and seal your doom. And through your fight to stay alive, your body starts to shiver. For no mere mortal can resist Werner Herzog's dinner. Ha, 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 ha. Happy Halloween. That was oh my amazing. God, that was amazing. <laughs> wow. Bravo. <laughs> oh, dude. That was so oh, good. 
I don't know why it just suddenly hit me. I was like, oh God, Werner Herzog thriller. Werner Herzog thriller. <laughs> it's amazing that you remember the lyrics. Oh. I, I won't lie. I watched it earlier today on completely on a whim because it was, uh, I saw like a random clip pop up in my feed. It was like the only time Vincent Price did it live on TV. Wow. Uh, and Bravo. it was him doing it for Joan Rivers. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> oh, it's really a uh. shit soup. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Um. Oh, oh, Werner. Oh, Werner. Never change. And please, for the love of God, don't go to space. <laughs> right. Leave that to Shatner. Are you guys ready for the Hall of Fame segment? Of course. I think so, so. We almost had a three-way tie. Oh, which would have been a first, but uh, one of the three picks got left in the dust, and that is Josh's pick of Mighty Max Escapes the Skull Dungeon. Really? That yes. surprises me. Three votes for that. Four votes. Four votes for Mighty Max Conquers the Palace of Poison, and four votes for Mighty Max Grips the Hand. So I don't know if these are nostalgia memories like I had that or they're just going by the look of the set. Right. Because um, if you're going by like play value, I think the Skull Dungeon's the best. You're going for looks, you got the grips. And I think it's just like I had that as a kid. It's Palace of Poison. Right. So it's all over the place. But uh, the two winners and I already cast my vote for Palace of Poison. Um it's a two-way tie, so we have two winners this week. Congratulations, Mighty Max grips the hand, and Mighty Max conquers the Palace of Poison. Although, let's be real here. If you've got any Mighty Max playset, you, you've got a winner. Yeah, they are all the winner winners. If you have them. And if you have them and you don't want them, you know how we, to get a hold of me. We'll, we'll all buy them. Yeah, so right. Just, you know, oh, they're in your parents' attic? I will gladly clean your entire parents' attic out. To help them find them. And then I'll take I'll, them as payment. I'll clean your parents. Josh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Josh? You 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 can have the toys. I'm I'm good. <laughs> yeah. You win. <clears throat> so I will go first because my pick was my pick last week before I changed it to Mighty Max, and that is Foglin's Blob. Uh, I'm not going to change it. I'm just going to put him back in there because I took him out. I'm putting him back in. Just a tip. If my That's finger. Fine. I'm taking it hand. back. Yeah. <laughs> so my pick is Vlob. Mike, do you have a pick? I do. I have another weird one. Um, you guys remember weird. the Bionic 6? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I'm going to go with uh, the only one that I had, which was Clunk. From the Bionic 6, the weird, melty, white dude um, who was, I don't know if he was some kind of monster. I had never watched the cartoon. I uh, knew I mean, nothing I mean, about it. Let's be real. It sounds like you're describing Mitch McConnell. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> <See>? <laughs> now, melty white dude. <laughs> he's like this blob monster with like a gem in his chest. And he had this like clip on like laser hand thing. Um, but me and my brother always used him as an alien and we used to pretend like he would crash to earth and be like trapped in the ice very much like the thing. 
And then, of course, he'd be dug out and he'd go on a killing spree at whatever Arctic base it was at. So we used to just call it the Rock Beast because it looked like it was made out of rock. But his name was Clunk. So I have a lot of fond memories of playing with this boy. I had the uh, I had the weird doctor from that line, the big fat doctor guy. I almost bought him, too. But yeah, no, I, I only I only had Clunk. His name is Scarab. Yeah, I, I also had... wanted the big one. Jeez, what did I have? I had one of the family members. Yeah, they were cool, but like they were diecast and heavy as hell. Yep. Oh yeah. Um, you you could hurt someone with those toys. Uh, that's why yes, I only had one. I hurt my brother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I threw it at him and hit him in the head, and that was it. That was all she wrote. I had sport one. He had like a catcher's mitt. Yeah, Bionic six. Oh, the eighties. These were glue. Let me look yep. real quick. No, LJN. Oh, I thought they were glue. They had oh, G.I. Joe-style articulation. Yeah. With die-cast parts. Fully posable, durable die-cast metal. The downside of this is that the paint chips super, super easily, so it's really hard to find nice-looking figures now. They always like the metal parts are always chipped up. Yeah. Um, Josh, who is yeah. your figure this week? Uh, it isn't so much a who as it is a what. I'm gonna gonna let this do the talking here. Well played. You had that dialed up and ready to go. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna nominate the land shark because is this our uh, first vehicle. No, like, no, it's not. No. Riders of sticks. Oh yeah, and I also did the starry oars yeah. rolling base thing. But I was considered the land shark a shark that they rode in, like a living. <laughs> Shark. Same. Robot shark. I, it was a thing. There were a handful of the Masters of the Universe vehicles that I considered like that. Yeah. Spidor was another one. Yeah. Spidor. I'm, Mantisor just was. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, so, yeah, Land, Landshark ate a lot of uh, three and three fourth inch figures when I was a kid. And, yeah. And that, that was a really fun toy. Still holds up. Like, don't change a thing. Um, one of my favorites next to Spidor. I love Spidor. There was there was some point where like I set up essentially like basically it's a Sarlacc pit type setup, mm-hmm. except it had the land shark in the center. Nice. So it was just like they would feed them to the bionic shark. That's a great play pattern, feeding things to bionic sharks. Just feeding things to sharks in general. It really yeah. is. Um. The downside of shark toys is that as an adult, you get too big to play with them in the bathtub. So you have to play with them. You have to be outside of the bathtub, and the toys have to be in the bathtub. You both can't be in the bathtub at the same time. It's a little yeah. weird, especially when your wife walks in on you, and she's like, what the <laughs> hell are you doing? And you have to be like, but I have the king shark toy and the, the thing. And the... <laughs> and she's like, you're grown-ass man butt naked in the bathtub with the shark toy. And you just be like, get out of here, woman. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and then you casually open the mouth of the shark, give it kind of a side eye, and hope you don't drop the soap. <laughs> <sighs> also works with rancor. Just saying. This is true. Yeah. Growing up, the big you had to get Yep. Just uh, follow those teeth down. You're good to go. Um, 
Something I forgot to mention, as I always forget to mention, is this week's entry in the prize pack. Are you guys ready for the October of Too Many Prizes? Yes! So we have the Marvel Comics Aliens issues 1 through (laughs) 6. Ten zombie movies. Yes! Now, put your adult diapers on because I am going to blast your colon with an amazing Funko four pack of Funko Pops because everybody loves Funko Pops, especially Josh. Hi, oh, <laughs> so I have four horror movie Funko Pops as your prize this month as part of the package. Are you ready? Yes, you get Mummy Boy from Nightmare Before Christmas, who is a Cyclops ah. mummy. You get Spike from Killer Clowns from Outer Space. You get blood work from the Flash, which is a blood monster, and <laughs> Michael Myers. Heyo, heyo. That's right. Four Funko Pops to start your Funko collection, because there might sexy be sexy Michael Myers too. There might be one or two people out there that don't own any Funko Pops still, and I can ruin their lives by giving them four for free. Good times. Great oldies. Brought to you by Walgreens Clearance. You're welcome. Walgreens, so, where the walls are green and the floors are full of poo. Yeah. <laughs> All you have to do is find the post on Facebook, like and share. And if you don't want to go on Facebook because Facebook's the devil, just leave us a review on iTunes. And I'll put you in an entry automatically. You can do it the old school way. Whatever works for you. Free stuff. I pay the shipping if you don't live in Rochester. If you live in Rochester, I'll just throw it at your house. Devil. The devil. Well, guys, thanks for listening. And I am glad that another generation of people has been traumatized by my father's butthole. (laughs) Oh, yeah, they have. Yeah, they have. That keeps on giving. Um... Hopefully I don't have to get creative and edit all talk of my father's butthole out of the podcast episode entitled My Father's Butthole. But uh, maybe if I say it enough, like, Josh, Josh, (laughs) Josh, 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 Josh. my father's butthole. (laughs) Um, It makes it funny. So we'll see. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. It's been a blast with you, our lovely friends, coming to Count Creepyhead Saturday Morning Monster Mash and his playhouse full of misfits and miscreants. We will catch you next week. And uh, thanks for listening. That just remember to drink your troughs full of gravy every night, or Santa Claus will not bless you with sexy dreams. (laughs) (laughs) yep oh oh god where did that come from all right guys (laughs) bye for now cover your butthole yep Yep. oh or talk through it just don't do it see ya bye
<laughs> Count, I've never followed you before. I haven't the time for it. No, Count, not even you will remember that you spelt Creepyhead with a K to avoid being sued by Play-Doh. Count, Facebook and Instagram likes please you, so grant me my friend request. And if you do not listen, to hell with you!